Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. 10, very special guest in the house, just uh, readying himself, just getting his uh, research and papers out. His name is... Uh, Wayne Hawks. Wayne, good morning and thanks for coming in. Good morning to the fill-in fill-in. That's right. Is that the you? Double fill-in on the sub for the sub. So you're the Waitley to Stoop man. Yes. When, uh, we've, when been, we've, need... ne- we've, never, we've never had the pleasure. To be fair to Julian to Stoop, tough boots to fill and I reckon he's done a hell of a job. But <laughs> yes, he I'm, has. I'm yeah. tipping you can do a better job. When, uh, when in need of a third stringer, uh, I'm the man to ring up. Just for the record, I'm the third best horse trainer in my family too. So you know what? It's okay. Now I know how where Mark War feels. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Junior. Uh, what's happening in the uh, in the world of racing? Of course, the autumn is just you know it's in the air, isn't it? The uh, good horses are back. You you're, you're uh, spending a little less time on the uh, slower ones and a little more time on the good ones. So that must make it a little bit easier to get up at three in the morning. Yeah, it certainly does. Yeah. The bo- the bottom line is when you start to see the trials the other day and you're seeing the good horses yeah. and then tomorrow you've got the Jack and O's yes. and those sorts of horses that are back in town and racing, that's when you know that we're uh, we're up, up and away. And it's a good time over Christmas because it just is. But really, once Magic Millions comes and goes, then you know it's bang game on for your uh, for your autumn. And so you've got the start of the autumn. And to be fair... The Melbourne Autumn Carnival is really should be a summer carnival mm. to a point. <laughs> Sydney's the Autumn Carnival, whereas Melbourne we could nearly call it a. Uh, when when does summer finish? February. Uh, yep. Yep. February. Yep. So realistically, we're a summer carnival in Melbourne, mm. and Sydney has the uh, has the Autumn Carnival uh, in a couple of months' time. But yeah, it's up and about. You know, I mean, this will be for us is like a footy terms three weeks before uh, round one. It's uh, it is a it's a bit of a it snuck up on me even, and I try and. Keep up with uh, with racing. So the most casual of racing fans tomorrow, of course, you mentioned Jack and O returns. We see some of these uh, Blue Diamond runners. The instructor was a very impressive two year old for Waterhouse. Spot Star Patrols yep. back. So uh, if you haven't got much to do over Thursday, there's some good horses going around tomorrow. Yeah, it's a, it's a race day that has actually grown in uh, in momentum and. I'm not going to New Zealand this year. So normally, well, my, most of the guys have uh, have already left and or going today. So. Mm. I'm not going across to New Zealand for the sales, so why not? You're not buying, or um, well, I just didn't have a, just didn't have the right orders for uh, for what's in New Zealand, so I'll just do the Sydney Classic Melbourne sale. It's never easy because you've just come out of the Gold Coast, of course. Yeah, yeah. So, Checkbooks are uh, a little lighter. Well, we didn't go it. too mad. We we bought four. We bought one expensive one for one point six five, and yeah, that's expensive. If you say it quickly, it's uh, it's not bad. <laughs> that sounds a bit easier. Sounds a bit easier. I tell you what, I just like the GST. One hundred and sixty-five oh. grand GST. It's amazing. Most people can't afford the GST. Well, if you think about if you think about your house and what your house is worth, and you're buying a horse that's one point six five million, it's. Uh, Do you treat that horse any different no. from? No, you don't. None whatsoever. Doesn't doesn't live anywhere differently. Doesn't not hasn't got its own uh, 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 people that look after. Like it's just one of the one of the bunch. It's one. It's one of the boys, so to speak. Because the thing about it is, is that if you do, if you're not doing the right thing by him, why should you treat Chautauqua any better, or yeah. Ole Kirk, or Winks, or they're all the same. And mm. 
from my point of view, a trainer's point of view, I can get a better earn out of that, out of the better horse. But when you've got your staff, the vet, the farrier, the physio, the chiro, the podiatrist, every other person that comes into the stable, they get paid on the job. They don't get paid on the quality of the horse. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. in real terms, Chautauqua is the most famous recent one of mine. He gets treated no different than what the uh, than what the worst horse in the stable does. And to be fair, Chautauqua is technically probably easier because mm. they're a bit smarter and they know more and they know what's going on, whereas the, the young dumb one, it's a lot more work goes into he or she. And you don't want to... Fill him up with confidence either. Well, He's that's probably exactly going to have right. enough. That's exactly right. Um, now, the Cox Plate chatter still lingers on. The movement of the Cox Plate or the, the uh, potential movement of the Cox Plate. I think your view was give it a go. And if it doesn't work, what my is that view, where you landed? What, what my view is, I'd probably rather say leave it where it is. If we are going to move it, move the lot. Move the lot three. The whole, week. the whole lot. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, the so whole Jared, lot. Jared Whiteley idea, which is That's, probably your idea. No, 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 no. <laughs> he sat in that very chair, and uh, he's been uh, pushing this for the last he has, two yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he also said that the Boxing Day test should start at lunchtime and finish a bit later. That's probably got a little bit of sense to it as well. Yeah. Jared does go take away, some Whiteley. Whiteley, go away. Oh, I missed that one. <laughs> we do, we do miss the great man. We do miss him, but it won't be long before he'll be back. But. That was Jared's idea to push everything back three or four weeks. Last November was a busy month in sport. Mm. This November coming up is going to be a very, very quiet one. I think there's only a one main international cricket match in yeah. India, and there's yeah. going to be really three or four weeks of not much for you guys to talk about. So it, it could be a good year to do it. Are we going to push everything back? Probably not. And the reason why I say push everything back is – we like to try all this stuff. We don't normally. I think it's great RVL and Mooney Valley are putting it out there mm. like Caulfield did. I don't necessarily agree with it, but we have been an industry steeped in tradition. You can't do this. You can't do that. Bart Cummings said this, rah, rah, rah. Mm. Bart Cummings said you had to run on Derby Day if you were going to win a Melbourne Cup. And then I think Doremus went Caulfield Cup straight into a Melbourne Cup and he won. And then that changed history. So history is there to be broken. We, it's good that we are changing things and we are open to change because one big issue at the old VRC, which is now RVL, is that they never like change much. So I think that's a great tick. If we're going to move something, we have to have a get-out-of-jail clause that if it doesn't go to plan, it won't stuff up. Mm. We'll still have a Cox Plate winner if they push it back, but it mightn't get the turnover that, that it needed. It might get in the publicity that it needed. It mightn't, mightn't get the bums on seats to the races that it needs. So... We need to have a get-out-of-jail clause that we can push stuff straight back. I would say leave it because I don't think the Cox Plate is the race that we need to mess with. If you want to push a few races back like uh, the Caulfield people have been you know, yeah, banging on for yeah. a couple of years, I say fine to give that a go because the old Sandown Cup meeting really it yeah. goes pear-shaped. Yeah. I was a big, big advocate for having the Bush racing on a Saturday you know, the Ballarats, the Packenham yep. Cups, the you know, those sort of races, it's not for me anymore. Mm. Bendigo raced in the autumn and I was there, Golden Slipper Day in Sydney one day and I looked up at the screen and I didn't have a runner and there was Bendigo. I just dismissed it. Yeah. yeah. So that is a that's probably a non educational thing from yeah. towards yep. me, but how many other people would look at it and just go, oh, it's only Bendigo? Yep. Whereas if you see Flemington, Caulfield, Mooney yeah, Valley, Sandown, yep. you think differently. Yeah. It's all about the betting turnover. So We've had enough time to look at those 
standalone bush meetings and say, do they work? Well, I don't, I don't know whether they do. They want their time in the sun, which is great, but we still need to look at the betting turnover. So it's certainly, it's certainly dividing lots of people with where they are because you, especially with horse trainers, because the greatest line I heard about horse trainers was get them in the same room and try and agree on something would be like herding cats. <laughs> and that, that is factual because we're all out there pushing for our own. Uh, yeah, well, there's out, no interest like pushing self-interest. Our own, interest, pushing our own barra. Um, I would have liked to have seen mm-hmm. RVL and, Mil- and Mooney Valley Club people at the Magic Millions the other day. And I'll tell you why. We are all there, the participants. Yes, we are all yeah. there. So it would have been good for them to go around and grab someone for five minutes because the yelling sale is an amazing thing. You work your butt off for a week in hot conditions looking at all the horses and then the sale starts and goes for a week and then you might be hanging around 80 lots in between and Whitey, they do yeah, 25 yeah, an yeah. hour. You could be two and a half hours, not enough time to go back and have a swim at the hotel, but you've got to hang around. So you do get – you would get to see your participants and your clients. So I reckon that was a missed opportunity yeah. there mm. that they didn't. Now – I won't say who, but there was a journalist on another radio station that said trainers have too much to say and it shouldn't be about them. Well, my response to that would be, but aren't we the people that are trying to get the horses to the Cox Plate? Mm. Aren't we getting our owners up and going as far as heading towards a Cox Plate? And to finish this little bit here, I didn't see any industry people up at the Magic Millions trying to help me and every other syndicator slash racehorse trainer sell and syndicate horses. We are, we are the ones that actually have to go out there and get the horses at a yielding sale yep. and uh, get it done. Pick no, them out. No, yep. no one's helping us from uh, from an industry point of view. Mm, good point. Uh, I want we saw the we saw the rapid racing last week. Does it have a Does it have a chance to survive? Could you? I think no. Jules Valance was putting this on the table, throwing a throwing a proper race on that day. Could you throw a lightning sprint or something on that day and? Give it a chance, or is it just it just is what it is? I do a segment with Gareth Hall and on a Monday morning, and we have an oh no segment, and mm. the oh no segment is uh, whatever the oh no was over the last week or on the weekend. And my oh no last week end was why are we at Flemington on a Friday on a twilight Friday afternoon, and then we back up on Saturday at Mooney Valley? It should be the other way around. The, the rapid racing horses should be at Mooney Valley and the number one racetrack in the country is Flemington. No, I don't think anyone would be able to dispute me on that. No, I wouldn't think. that That is just about factual. So you want the best horses competing on the best track. So someone now says, oh, but what about me? I'm a small guy and I want to go to Flemington and have a crack. Well, you can because there's because the plenty of bush guys come to town and knock off the big trainers. So it's not about that. It's about the quality of horse. Port Melbourne playing at the MCG, and they're playing whoever they're playing. Williamstown. Williamstown, yeah. perfect. Essendon St Kilda at Moorabbin. Not really how it should work, is it? Let's be fair about that. Yeah. That is the analogy to an absolute T. Flemington is for the Flemington – not Flemington, for the best horses – so rapid racing, does it work? Not really. It, it, was a, it was a trial and it was a bit of a gimmick. And a couple of years ago, they used to have uh, the coaches and Dipper and yeah, Sheeds. So I, and I was the coach you last won? year and we got belted what? and they've sacked the coaches. So, <laughs> Well, the coach always gets the sack, doesn't it? It's, wow. like, the, it's like the horse trainer. I, mean, you know, I didn't ride you any horses. You can't train, but don't worry about my slow horse. It's how it works. But, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't – for me – and it's not that I didn't have a runner on Friday, but I genuinely think 
the best horses from anywhere should race at race at uh, at Flemington. So they need to swap the Flemington and Mooney Valley weekend around. Yeah, I probably agree. Uh, we're going to get to a break. If you've got a uh, comment for, for Wayne, jump on the 40 Winks temper text 0433981116. Temper uh, mattress like no other. Consumer's Choice winner. Temper mattresses, pillows, and adjustable bases conforms to the exact shape of your body. Wayne's going to hang around for a uh, little bit maybe longer. I need, maybe I need a temper, temper mattress for myself to shape around my body. Well, perhaps you do. Just put the word out. And uh, I reckon this time next week, there'll be I'm one. I'm built for comfort, not there'll speed. Be, there'll be one waiting for you. Uh, quick break. Wayne Hawks on the other side. The Tucson Turbo Diesel in stock now. Wayne Hawks is uh, still here with us. And uh, Wayne... Uh, it's Wayne on Wednesday. I didn't. Sorry, I didn't know this had it. A segment had a name. Didn't know it did either. Well, it says here it's Wayne on Wednesdays. Well, what is what I is? Don't, I don't mind the sound of that. We'll get a little jingle or a sting or something made up, and whenever you come in, what's we can... that line? That, that, put put the song. Am I ever going to see your face again? <laughs> <laughs> um, now we've mentioned you know, the excitement around the autumn carnival. Have you got some? Who are the, some of the? Who are some of the headline acts that you think will emerge across across the autumn? Who have you got for us? Probably nothing of any massive note with mm. my stable. What about if I look at the overall picture? Overall, I, I, I've got I've got a lot of, lot of young draft picks coming through, mm. and I need to pull a couple out and find a couple. Is there something there potentially? Yes, there a couple is. Of rookie listed, yeah, hundred uh, percent diamonds. Yeah, there is. Yep. So, but they need to step up. I think if you look at it as an overall. Where are we in the autumn? I reckon we're going into the autumn in Melbourne and Sydney, better place than we have been for a fair while. The you know you've got a horse like Af Cabin, yes, who didn't even make it to the Caulfield Guineas. Well, no disrespect to the stable mate, that's Caulfield Guineas winner. I reckon Af Cabin would have picked them up and swallowed them and just won by five. Yeah. He he looks a star to me because it, you always look good in your own age, your own sex. But when you get now, you can now, as a mature three-year-old, you can start to run against the older horses. So I would think they'd probably run in the guineas. Now mm-hmm. they're going to decide between the Australian guineas or the Ramwick guineas. They're on the same day. So it would be interesting to see where they, uh, where, the, where they go with him. But why he's such a great horse is he's got a magnificent turn of foot. And in as far as he's cruising at a speed, and all of a sudden he just puts the afterburners on and lets rip. Now... You don't have to have that when you're a footballer because if I look at James Hurd, he was always half a half a position behind mm-hmm. and he was only half a kick behind, but he could read the ball so well. Certainly wasn't a fast footballer. No, but fast of mind. Yes, 100%. Whereas we need speed in our industry when you're running in the big, big races against the older horses yeah. because if they don't have that, well, then they're a bit sluggish mm. and they only get to a level. Whereas you've got the real burst of speed, that sorts the uh, the good from the great. And I think Af Cabin has the potential to go on to uh, to do what he's done. What about, uh, have you got any other of those? those uh, that's the sweet spot, I think, three to four, isn't it? Uh, horses that go from three to four and step up and well, this mix t- it with the best. This, this, time, this time of the year... If you look at the Coolmore that's uh, in secret one yes. on Derby Day, she looks a great, great filly. We don't have a three-year-old sprinting grand final at all, anywhere, in Melbourne or Sydney. I think the Arrowfield on um, one of the championships days should be a group one. It should be the uh, the, 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 the pinnacle right at the end mm. of the uh, – so it becomes like a like a Coolmore stake, so to speak. Mm. So. What happens is you get your good three-year-olds, they are nearly forced to take on the older horses. So that puts it into another level to go on from Af Cabin to say what I was 
mm. trying to combine those two together. So all of a sudden, your three-year-olds, are, they're stepping out of the middle pool and they're going to the big pool. Yeah. And well, they're know, persuaded you know to, aren't most, they? Most fail. Yes, I agree and with most that. most three-year-olds that turn four, most fail. I agree with that. Well, they're persuaded to, aren't they? We'll, we'll give you a lightweight and we'll do You can carry 50 and 50. New market one. handicaps and all those sorts Come of things. Come and have a go. Doncaster is a one by three-year-olds. So there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, not argy-bargy, but from the point of view of we don't really run in the three-year-old races with the best horses we want to uh I'm just thinking of brutal running yep. second in a um, in a George Ryder to Winks. It was the greatest second of all time because he got beat three and three quarter lengths, and everyone went, "Wow, look at yep. brutal!" He then came at his next start and won the Doncaster as a three year old, and he's the was the least raced horse to ever win a Doncaster. I think he did it on his sixth or seventh race start. So it does create a bit of aura. We've got some really good horses, though. I mean, there's uh, Giga Kick. Yes, the Everest winner. If you didn't see his run in the Dali, go and look at his his race. I mean, C. Williams, that was an oh no. He um, he got lost. I mean, let, let's be honest. I mean, they, yeah, they that's ride what three, you're here for. They ride three winners. They want the accolades. Got to, yeah. I, w- I would think his trainer and connections would have been pulling their hair out because wow, he he has come along as the next uh, the next gun sprinter, and we certainly uh, we certainly need that. But White Marlin, who won Melbourne Cup Day, and yeah, staying horse with a massive turn of foot, as I was saying before. Mate, these are just a couple of them just coming was off he my more head. In, which we 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 do it because we do. Uh, we compare horses. Was White Marlin more impressive than Sulcum? Good call, isn't it? Like I mean, mm. you know what? It's potato potato. Great to tomato, have two of them. To, well, it's good pub talk. And the bottom line is that I hope they don't clash. I mm. hope they don't go anywhere near each other. And we see them both in the spring down here heading for a Melbourne Cup. As an industry, we can do whatever we want. But when it's all said and done, what? gets bums on seats, is good horses, and we want to see great horses race because with the way that Sydney have gone and they're trying to take things away from Melbourne, having a heap of these horses coming through, and we, I reckon we're better stacked this year going into the autumn than what I've, I can remember because our two-year-old crop, which is now three- and four-year-olds, have been just a little bit yeah, wanting, yeah, I think. Yeah. You know, I'm just thinking while, while I'm talking there, the last proper three-year-olds were all too hard and Piero. They were great horses. That's a while ago. And it was a while ago, but we haven't consistently had a group of these horses coming through that we could have a mini Cox Plate for a three-year-old or a mini TJ Smith for the three-year-olds. And you could have one of three or four horses' favourite right now. So we are placed in a very, very good position because we do need those great racehorses to uh, to come through. And because of breeding and things like that with the Colts, you don't get to see them because they're worth too much money mm. and they, uh, Off they, go. they get retired to stud too quickly. Uh, Wayne Hawke's our guest. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you where we might start to emerge and find a few uh, and uncover a few stars. We've Merchant Navy came from uh, Pakenham. He won a Pakenham Maiden and he went did. on to do what he did. Now we're seeing the the, the Sportsbet Future Stars series, the seventy five thousand dollar maidens uh, that are going to uh, have. There's twelve heats, and we're going to have a three hundred thousand dollar final. So uh, you've been someone who's been very public and and proactive in terms of more money for maiden horses. You know, we put a lot of money at the top. Can we put more money at the bottom? So I imagine you know, you've liked what you've seen from 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 uh, this series that's out at Pakenham, where these maiden horses are getting the chance to run around for seventy five grand, hundred percent. Because the bottom line is, I I, th- I, th- I think all maidens across the board in Victoria should be at a higher rate than what they are. Then the next level, maybe you drop them back a little bit because I reckon you win your maiden, you get a real good kick along with mm. yourself, the horse from his attitude and his perspective, and do they know? They know when they win. 
Simple as that. You get a few dollars back in the bank to pay the bills. You might say to Trainer X, well, that 10 grand that just came back in, I might just give that back to you and we just go and reinvest and just don't tell the wife and she can wait for a kitchen for next 12 months. But uh, that's the chance of it happening. If you're, only, if you're winning a small, small maiden with a small percentage, you want people to reinvest. Mm. So if you go to the top end, the absolute top end, the race are worth millions and millions of dollars. In all yeah. honesty, you need the right people to be winning those races because we don't want people to win with that win all that money and then take the money out of the industry and go and pay off the car, the school fees, yeah. the house. So Jonathan Munns owning Gear Kick is great because he owns 70, 80, 100 broodmares. Yeah. He is reinvesting the all the money going in. Back through the industry. So we do, yeah. we do need that at the absolute top end. So having maidens worth more money, I think, I think it's a great thing what they've uh, gone ahead and done and I think there should be more of it and – to be honest, the the lesser class horse that's had ten or twelve starts, he's had his chance. Maybe he's the one that should have a little bit less, and the maideners be uh, be worth more. That's only my opinion. And the best part about a maiden is, good maideners come from anywhere, mm. all over the state. Mm. Uh, I want to. Can we take the news and can you give us a few more minutes on the other side? Because uh, you've got a few runners going up, but I want to ask you about the All Star Mile. Uh, and there's a few texts there for you as well. So let's get to the news. Wayne Hawks is going to be uh, – you can put the invoice in for a little bit of overtime here. So uh, news and then a few more rapid fires with Wayne Hawks. Uh, 10.31, Wayne Hawks is uh, here for another couple of minutes. A couple of uh, quick ones off the 40 Wings temper text. Uh, hi, guys. Love the show. Hi, Wayne. Have you got a potential star in uh, the world – we could not know about just yet. Have you got a little – could you unearth one? You said you've got a few rookies that you need to turn into the next big thing. Have you just got one that – Mathkura is one that uh, just comes to mind. Hang on. How do we, how... Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't... I, I just train her. Mathkura. Let me look it up. I think it's M-A-T-H-K-O-U-R-A. Her brother was a $1.65 million horse. She's by I'm Invincible out of uh, our Golden Slipper winner, Moss Fun. She's obviously uh, bred in the purple, but to be fair, I'm bred in the purple with my pedigree, but it doesn't mean to say that I can run fast. As I told you off the top, I'm the third, I'm the third best horse trainer in my family. How did you say you – how did you guess you spell it? I'll find it. Just keep All right, patting you it. Find it. Uh, keep patting you it. You find it. Now, this is a little more uh, hard-hitting. Uh, so – you are also suggesting a move of the Melbourne Cup. In my humble, humble opinion, this is from Damien, uh, that will never happen. The race that stops a nation is synonymous with the first Tuesday of November. He's right. He's 100% right. Are they ever going to do it? No, they won't. No. But all I'm saying is if you're going to mess around with races like the Cox Plate, that's a pretty what? big uh, – it's a grand final that you're messing with. Yeah, there. but we're, I'm glad you mentioned that because in the AFL, it's like the talk of a night grand final. No, we can't have a night grand final. Why, can't, why are we not more open to saying we're going to have a go at it for one or two or three years? And you know what? If it, it doesn't one's, work – One's enough. One's enough. If it doesn't work, guess what? We'll just move it back. Well, we're not being smart. That's what I said to you from the get-go with what we said about moving <laughs> exactly the Cox right. Plate. Have a so, get out of jail clause that you could just move it straight it's back. It's the same with the AFL grand final. Can we go and do a night grand final? Oh, what if it's no good? What if, guess what? Could we do a twilight? Or, or No, I'll ask you. Could we do a twilight from the point of view, how much does the sun mm-hmm. impact when you're a footy player? Not, not, not really at the not end of the no, Yeah, okay, not fair really. call. Um, I just, I just, I'm just amazed. Do you, know, do you know the best grand final? By 100 yards. Don't. Is, yeah, the NRL, Sunday night. Oh. What do you well, think I was going to say? 
Oh, 2017. That's usually what gets <laughs> gets thrown at me when I'm in this year. Nah. People reference the uh, the grand final against what the What happened Tigers. that year? I, I don't remember. Nah, neither do I. I've so, you know what? The Sunday the night NRL grand final. If you've never I, watched it, do you. yourself a favour and watch it. The theatre of it's good. The the night the night time, the lights, mm. it is nah, very, I'd agree very with good. You. Uh, a few quick ones as well. You've got a few going around today and tomorrow. Now, you sort of temper the expectations of the top. Uh, packing them tonight. Fists of Fury, D. Oliver in the saddle. He's he's quite a nice horse. Only a small field. So the biggest thing with these small fields is tactics become a massive play. Yeah. I'd rather have a field of 13 and be solidly run race and everyone just goes out and rides their race. When you have tiny fields, quite often what happens is you get two or three jockeys that actually start playing jockeys yeah. and they forget about their yeah. ride. Yeah. So has he got a good chance? Yes, I think he does. I, I like this horse. So yeah. Uh, Bought him in Melbourne. He was only one hundred and fifty grand. I say only. He was a hundred and fifty thousand dollar purchase, and um, I think he will be very hard to beat tonight. Uh, you never, you never quite know when you're unraced, and you're comparing to nearly all other unraced horses. Uh, that's fists what, of fury. One word. Uh, about nine bucks. I think. There you go. There you well, go. I, well, I'll tell you what. I don't think he's a nine nine dollar chance. Uh, and uh, Warwick Farm, which is tomorrow, of course, straight A. Petulant in race number six. Petulant by name, hopefully not by nature. It'll 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 run okay. I'd probably yeah. be like uh, Fists of Fury a little bit more than uh, than Petulant. Okay, a couple of bucks on uh, Fists of Fury. We'll just watch Petulant go around and hope for the best. You know, if Petulant wins, yes, then I know. People that's actually come out and say rah rah rah, and that's that's the you'd find tipping, it's worse. It's worse to to steer people away and have it win than it is to tip one and have it get beat. If I tip <laughs> Winks or Black Caviar, guarantee they'd get beat. Absolute. <laughs> what, what do you call that? The cooler. I, yes, I would dead cooler. set be the. I think the, that's uh, Hutchie's nickname. That's what they call it? Hutchie. Yeah, right. I, I would. You I would dead it. set be the uh, the cooler. Someone asked uh, the big O was he the best? Well, he probably was from an, from an ability point of view. I don't know whether he was my most favourite horse ever. I would think um, sports flavour. Ole Kirk. Ole Kirk was a recent one because he was just a cheeky little bugger, and he was the toughest two year old I've ever worked Got with. Got on. He, his um, debut win was 40, 30 or 40 to 1. Helen Dirt Stakes was his... Uh, how did he, he get under the guard of the punters? I don't know. At no that idea. price? No, we thought he could win. And he, well, he won a... Uh, he should have won a VRC size. He was unlucky in the AJC size. He came back and won a Golden Rose and a Caulfield Guineas. So he was a pretty, uh, pretty fair horse. He, what's his second season? He has foals on the ground now, which look amazing. Yeah. I, I was up at Vinery no Stud. surprise. Before over Christmas, uh, before Christmas actually, and saw them and they looked great. But he was why I loved him was because he was just so tough. And for the people that don't know Ole Kirk, he was sold for thirty five million, and he oh. is cousin of all too hard and black caviar. So they're your they're your auntie and your uncle. Mm, not bad. It'd be like being you know, yeah. not bad. Thirty five million. Last one. Uh, move the Sandown Guineas and Classic to Underwood Stakes Day and Sandown Stakes to the Autumn. That's from Sean in Nara. If we had one club like Sydney does, I was talking about before about AFCAB and running the Ramwick Guineas. It used to be the Canterbury Guineas over 1900. Mm. Then they moved it to be a mile at Ramwick. It was a much better race being a mile at Ramwick than 1900 around the tight Canterbury track. If you have one club, that will solve a lot of those issues because it's the one club. You're not going to get – clubs should realistically look at each other and work together and go – I'll give you that one. You give me that one. It'll work because remember one thing. It's all right to move a Cox plate back four weeks and whatever, but we have to program our horses. Now, the great man, Jared Waitley, sits there and he looks at me and he, I'll tell you what he says. 
you're smart enough to work it out and you're clever enough to do it. That's true to a point, mm. but we can only give a horse so many runs. So we've got to be a little bit careful because when you start pushing races back and moving things around, it does make a big, uh, big impact on how we, uh, how we train them. And the other thing is, if you don't go deep into the autumn, you finish your preparation early, you've got a hell of a long wait yeah. to springtime. Yeah. So can we get around that? You can to a point, but we have we don't we're not like England where we close down literally for the the flat season just closes down for six months and the jumps comes in. So it's not quite the same, you know what I mean? It's not not that easy. We've covered plenty of ground, uh, and uh, it's been fun. Hopefully, uh, people have enjoyed the, uh, the fill in, fill in. You know what? Fill in, you've fill done, in. You, you've done a well, good job for uh, Bob the Builder. A, a couple of third stringers just going head to head. Wayne Hawks has Thanks, been mate. our guest. Uh, we'll take a break, and uh, plenty more coming up on the other side on mornings.